from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233 249 3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. your battle, the battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said she will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Before I share with you, I want us to watch um, a little comic relief relationship something and then I'll come back and then we'll enter into the real stuff that I have for you this morning. Oh, Sister Lizzie, sorry I am sweating profusely. I just descended from the mountain. April 17th. Exactly 2.30 a.m. I was in a trance and I saw five girls. Three from choir, two ushers. I said, God, what is this? God said to me, son, one of these girls will be your wife. I said, God, what should I do now? God said, son, go to the mountain and pray for 14 days. Immediately, Sister Lizzie, you wouldn't believe it. I packed my things and I went to the mountain. And while I was praying and fasting, I said, God, reveal to me that particular one that will be my wife. On the 14th day, behold, I heard the voice of the Lord like a thunder saying, Son, I want to deliver to you that woman that will be your wife. And behold, as I looked, I saw you coming down from heaven with a wedding gown. I said, Jesus, what is this? God said unto me, that is your wife. I said, God, I know Sister Lizzie from a distance. God said, go and meet her. Tell her what I have said. It is only the violet that taketh it by force. So I ran down here to tell you straight away that God said you will be my wife. No. Yes. I said no. Yes, if God says yes, who can say no? It's true, nobody can say no. <laughs> Sister Lizzie, why are you crying? My, my story. I want 
to tell you my story. Oh, Sister Lizzie, God knows you. Who am I to know you more? Lost my parents when I was just 10. And so, is that it? I still love you, dear. Before 18 years, I slept with 64 men. <laughs> Committed 18 abortions. You can have a wound. School ski school. And right now I'm HIV positive. <laughs> I currently have kidney problem. Doctor said I have 18 months to live. <laughs> Anyways, since God said you're my husband. I don't mind marrying you. I believe most of you have come across this video. And um, for one thing I know, most of you normally watch movies and all those things for your own fun and everything. But to some of us that um, speakers or we are engaged in Things concerning lives and relationships. We don't only watch for fun, but we watch to learn. This is what is actually happening now as far as relationships are concerned. And um, the question I want to ask you before I proceed is that did God really spoke to the gentleman? And why will he say no? Amen. Did God really spoke to him? Now, if God didn't speak to him, why did he say that he saw Sister Lizzie descending from the clouds with a wedding gown? Because the guy said he went on a mountain for fasting. And he really fasted and prayed. And he believed that God has spoken to him. The book of James chapter 1 verse 12 to 25. I'm doing my last part on relationship. And this morning, we are going to navigate some rough roads. Because you see, a lot of things are happening in relationships. Either boyfriend, girlfriend, courting, or married couples, or whatever. Um, either in the church or outside the church. And it's creating a lot of problems as far as relationship is concerned. As if God made a mistake by even creating relationship. Meanwhile, God never made a mistake for creating relationship or creating marriage. In fact, God did not make a mistake for even creating sex. Are you understanding me? Because he has reasons for it. And this morning we'll go into all that. He has reasons for why he even created sex in the first place. It, whatever he did, Bible says, was good. But look at this gentleman coming and then he comes seriously and he was telling the lady that God spoke to him. You have a lot of people that will come to you and tell you God says I should marry you. Now, the issue is that if God says you should, somebody should marry you, then God should have spoken to you as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are living in a generation, a time where people are too gullible. We are too gullible that we qualify everything even with God. In fact, we might be sinning and we are qualifying it with God. We might be saying things which is out of the flesh. This guy was proposing out of his flesh and not out of the spirit. And for most part, the problem we have is that 
our flesh lasts, moves us into things and we think that, oh, it's God that is pushing me into it. And we have accepted so many things in relationship which is not even of God. Can I talk to you this morning? Anytime God speaks to you about me, God needs to confirm it. So, for instance, if God comes and says, you should marry Mr. B, then God will speak to Mr. B about it for Mr. B to come. And when Mr. B is saying it, you have the confirmation already. There is nothing like going to tell the lady, God said, I should marry you. God has, sorry, God has not spoken to the lady. The spirit of the Lord will always confirm to you everything he says unto you. In fact, prophecy is a confirmation of what you know. And what you don't know, God gives you insight into it. So, don't get us, let us get confused. The gentleman goes there. Now, if God really told him, then God will give him the grace to have dealt with the HIV. So, why is he running away? That means God never spoke. Anything God speaks to you about, God gives you a grace to handle it. Any journey God sends you on, God definitely will protect you on that journey. But where God has not sent you, forget it, you will not be there. That is why most of you, when you are going to marry and all those things, you don't allow God to lead the way. If God has not lead the way to show you how to go about it, both you and the man and the woman, when you enter into it and there's a challenge, you can't handle it. Because you see, this thing, you cannot handle it by your physical strength. Hello, are you there with me? So, before anybody tells you that God said, I should marry you, God should speak with the person. Because God is not the author of confusion. So, if you, God, reveal it to you, pray so that God will reveal it to the person too. Are you there with me? If God has not revealed it to the person, don't go ahead of God. Because you can't manufacture a miracle for God. So, you should have waited if God spoke. God would have definitely spoken to Sister Lizzie. And then now that he went to Sister Lizzie, he will be able to know, Sister Lizzie will know that God has already spoken. And the gentleman would have been able to handle Sister Lizzie's HIV and everything. I told you the last week that there has been instances where people can come in prophetically and tell you that you are supposed to marry this person. Please watch those things. It's not a true prophecy. They can look at you and look at the way you are and look at somebody and know that when you perch, you can go. There has been instances where men of God have told even men of God that the woman you marry is not your wife. And so, there is another person in the church who is supposed to marry. And, and so-called prophetess and all those things have come in. And marriages have gone bad. There are people who have snatched people's wives and now they are their wives. Because that says the Lord. Please be careful what you hear in the name of God. God is not the author of confusion. And this is what he said. He said, blessed is the man who endures temptation. You'll be tempted. The flesh, the desire is there. He said, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. Hello? He said, for God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. He said, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and are enticed. Say your own desires. So Sister Lizzie, Sister Lizzie looks fair. 
And as what Sister Lizzie's movement, and now he's feeling for Sister Lizzie. Now he says God spoke to him. Do you know that anytime you are full of somebody, you can dream about the person? Oh, hello. But each one is, he said, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to what? Sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth what? Death. And 16 says this. He says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Do not be deceived. He said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and perfect gift, including the wife and the man you want to marry. So, once God blesses your marriage, he has given you a good gift. Are, are you following me? That is why marriage is not for child's play. You, you don't just jump into marriage. Anytime you meet, even if you accept a drunkard, hello, and you married that drunkard, and you said you love the drunkard, and he doesn't know God, and you married him, immediately you married him, God sanctifies it for you. That is why in the Bible, it says that, I read last week, he said, if even the believing wife will save the unbelieving husband. So what it means is that anything you bring to the altar, once you present it before the altar and it's blessed, to death do you part. Can you take it? Are you ready for this morning? So it's important for you to know that when it comes to relationship, it's not anything you can take and say, it's my wife or my husband. Because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So once you bring it, it's accepted. The question is that who are you bringing? Hello? Samson got Delilah and that was the end of his life. Ahab had Jezebel. And the Lord sanctified it. And Jezebel ended his life very well. So it's important for you to know. Tell somebody it's important for you to know who you are choosing. You see, these days it's so funny. You find people and say, and it's my wife. And this girl, see pastor, when I look at her body and the way she walks and even as, you see pastor, you don't know when she smiles, even her dimples, that is even what kills me. So you are marrying the dimples. Pastor, you don't even know her teeth sparkles. When when I see her, I pastor, you even her voice. I, I feel goose pimples all over me. And I feel she's the woman I have to stay with. Verse number 18. <laughs> he said, Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And verse 19 says this. He said, For the wrath, so then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. 20. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You can get angry for whatever. What you chose or what you picked is in your bag. Handle it. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with weakness the implanted word which is also able to save your souls. And this is what I'm coming to. He said, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. The problem is that we are hearing every time about relationships but we are not working with it. I pray this morning you will not throw it overboard. Because I've done a lot of research to bless you. 
20 he said for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was and 25 said but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does amen now what moved this gentleman in the short clip you watch was last write it down it was last i told you you watch them but we watch them to learn it was last so he was not driven at all by the will of god but he was driven by his desires and his desires entice him to go and propose to the woman but when he heard the truth he ran away but if it was of divine when he heard the truth, he would have stayed. So they were showing you a clip to let you know that people are enticed by lust. And out of the lust, they even try to portray that God says they should marry you. But in genuine terms, it's not of them. The only way they can get you is to use the God factor so that they can get you overboard. Like somebody will come in to get you say, oh, I beg you in the name of God. Once he says, I beg you in the name of God, your mind will change. Are you there with me? Because your persuasion and your relationship with God is that anything about God makes you to sober. Do you, do you follow me? Uh-huh. And it's a weakness, though it's a strength, at the same time it's a weakness that people can manipulate it and use it against you. So he comes in with God so that the sister Lizzie will agree. But now, sister Lizzie now tells him it's through her true state of affairs. And brother runs away because it is last. Is not of God. Are you getting me? Okay. So it was last that drew the gentleman away. And most times, the problem that is going on in our relationships and marriages is the problem of lust. People marry out of lust. People cut out of lust. People look lustfully at a woman or a man and feels we can be together. They don't consider the extremes or the character or other challenges or anything that goes around it. And that is where they settle. And most times they enter into it and the last will fade away. Tell somebody, last will fade away. I don't know whether it has happened to you before. You are so angry that you needed food and, and you are shaking as if you can eat everything in the world. How many of you have experienced that? And so you get in there, you are looking for the food and the food is not there. And you will be blasting everybody. Then all of a sudden you get food. And you start eating. You eat small. And then, now the same food you were looking for, now you see the food and you hate the food. I see it happened to you before. Oh, come on, am I preaching to you? Don't look dull on me this morning. At least this is an exciting message. Hello? So in the same way, when last take possession of you, you feel like if I don't get this thing done, I will not be free. That is why you see some guys, you see them chasing. Them. If the woman even says, I remember those days, a friend of mine will say, even if the woman tells him I should lie down, I will lie down. He will walk on me. I don't even care. If I get what I'm looking for, then I will show her when power lies. And most times, that is it. They can give you all the accolade in the world. When I look from your head to your toe, in fact, there is no me. God did not make a mistake in creating you at all. Then you too, because they have not told you, then your head is like rolling, like football. They can even sing for you. And, and when they begin to sing those songs, your mind fills you with the sometimes like, like ice block. You are feeling good. Then this guy manages and raises you up. 
to the highest level where God belongs and preach all the commandments to you. By the time he finished preaching the commandment and left you, next time you pick his phone, switch off out of coverage area. You call him. He said, can I call you back? I'm busy. Because the thing is that the guy has finished reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. What else is he reading again? The last is gone. So, last is a very powerful force. And this, through it, it has created a lot of things. And one of the things that you can think of of last is what we call sexual perversiveness. Sexual perversiveness. And which can affect relationship and marriages or whatever. And that does not create the beauty that God has for that young guy and that young lady to have married or those couples in that thing because of that sin of sexual perversiveness. And this is how the Webster Dictionary defines perversion. A deviating deviating from the true intent or purpose. A change to something worse. A turning or applying to a wrong end or use. So anytime we apply something that is supposed to be right in the wrong context, it is perfection. Are you understanding me? So God intended that marriage or relationship or sex should be enjoyable for procreation, for happiness and for everything. But because we have not understood its use well, we do what? We wrongly apply it and it becomes a challenge. So let's go through some biblical perversion because is used to define a deviation from righteousness in sexual behavior, righteousness, sexual behavior. Let's look at some of the. I want to just give you education this morning so that you can help somebody out there. Once I build on to what I'm sharing, are you getting me? Okay, so let's look at some of the sin or the sexual perversion that are is affecting relationships and marriages all over the world. I watched a clip that I was so shocked. Do you know that they have now they have manufactured manhoods? Okay, do you know they've also manufactured vaginas they have the black one and they are the white one oh yes and they are all tools which you call sex tools and these are perversions that people use it as far as they want to use it and this thing happens in relationship and happens across board it's not only here but all over the world even among believers and the problem is that we don't see the difference between the world now and then the body of Christ and but let's see the consequences or the worst part of some of these perversions. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 23. So that you can understand yourself. Tomorrow, when you are counseling somebody or you are dealing with issues, you will know. Leviticus chapter 20. Let's take from 20. This is a command later. You can go and read it. 18 from verse 20. It said, Moreover, you shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife to defile yourself with her. Do we do we get people sleeping with their neighbor's wife? Oh, do you does it happen? So I'm not the one saying it. But God says you should not. But this thing is both among believers and what? Unbelievers. So moreover, you shall, not, and said, you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech. Molech is, a, is the, is the God, goddess of, of sex and of fashion. And he said, now shall you profane the name of your God? I am the Lord. 22, he said, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. Do you understand it? In other words, not homosexuals. There are heterosexual beings and there are homosexual beings. There is a guy who is married alright and can have a wife and take care of the wife and as give birth to the children but at the same time he has a male partner that he has sex with. 
is there. It's a sexual perfection. Just like you can have a woman who can be in relationship or married all right, but also have a sex partner, a woman. It's a perversion. So, one is called a lesbian, the other one is called what? A homosexual. But the homosexuals, it's not, there are people who, they do not marry, but the only thing that they marry their male counterparts, and there are those who marry their woman counterparts and they adopt. But there are some who don't do that. They already can marry and give birth, but they still go on to do that. It is a perversion. Are you getting me? So that is it. God doesn't like it in any form of a relationship. You cannot be together as boyfriend or girlfriend or husband and wife and said, whilst you're having a sex, he said, I don't enjoy the front part, so can I use you? It happens in marriages. I'm speaking to you on serious issues here. Some of you might not get it, but if you, if you get this message and send it out, it will save a lot of people. Because it's happening. Some women cannot talk about it. A lady was married to a pastor and the lady was growing lean. When they married, the lady was looking very good. Then to a point, the lady was going very lean. And so, it became a worry. And you know, in African situation, people will be asking questions. So, eventually, the lady have to confine in some... The issue was simple. The guy, when he was in the world, was a sex mania. Are you getting my point? A sex mania in the sense that he doesn't get satisfied with any woman. And not only that, but he oral sex and all those things. And he was a pastor. But he has not dealt with that spirit in his life. There is one thing to be born again. There's nothing to deal with it. So when he married the lady, whilst they were in the marriage, now he thought I was married. I've taken care of my now I'm married so I can enjoy the lady. And then he began introducing those things. And, and so the lady was going through more of molestation than enjoying her marriage. And this thing have to be dealt with in deliverance to say when the man was and he said yes, that is what he feels can make him happy and that is what he's doing. It's not everything that is permitted as far as God is concerned. Am I preaching to somebody here? You shall not lie with a male as with a woman it's an abomination. And he says he said, nor shall you meet with any animal to defy yourself with it. Do you know how people sleep with animals? Oh, have you seen it on YouTube? So don't see it and clap and be and think it's a fan. It is an abomination. As far as you and I are concerned, God says in relationship, it is a no-go area. To defy yourself with no shall any woman stand before an animal to meet with it, it is perversion. It is what? Okay. Let's move on to the next scripture. Because of time. Romans chapter 1 verse 27. It says, likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman Bend in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. So you see men sleeping with men and he says this was, they also receive a penalty which was due. So if you are a young guy that is here, they can buy you houses and all, don't be deceived and go for it because you see, you are creating a problem for yourself tomorrow. You will never find satisfaction. There are people who are married today, they are in the marriage or they are yet to marry, but they are in the marriage, but they are not enjoying their marital sex life. The issue is simple because of some of these perversions. Is there? It's not outside the church, it's in the church and it's in the world as well. So the question is, where are we standing? I'm sharing with you so that we can know it. It's a likewise of the men living the natural use of the woman, bend in their lives for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And then Ephesians chapter 4 verse 19. He said, who be past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness 
to work all uncleanness with greediness. Let's go to 18 first and then come to 19. Having the understanding darkened. Let's go to 16. 16. Then I can, can get it well. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Talking about God and his love. So this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Do you know who is the Gentile? The people in the world. Walk. And he said in the futility of their mind. In other words, they, they use their mind for all kinds of things. And he says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. You and I are not being alienated from the life of God. In fact, it's the life of God that makes us believers. But the unbeliever has been pulled away from the life of God. So, we are not living but dead, but we are alive in Christ because our life is connected to the source of life who is God. But they by sin are cut off. So let's get a difference. He said, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 9, he said, who being past feeling are giving themselves over to lewdness to walk all uncleanness with greediness. Okay. Colossians 3, I said, therefore put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is adultery. In other words, if you and I says we are believers, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, we are a new creation. He said we should put to death. Tell somebody to put to death. Now, what do we mean by death? Death means something that is dead, isn't it? Kill it. And we can all kill anything that I, because you see, anything you don't kill destroys you. Archbishop put it this way and I will give you my own interpretation of it too. Archbishop William said that the snake in the garden of Eden that deceived Adam and Eve that was not dealt with became the dragon in the book of Revelation. Check it. It's the same thing. It's the same person. In other words, anything you find in your life that is a weakness, if you don't deal with it, the devil is not a fool. All that, have you read the scriptures where you realize that he said that and he left Jesus for a while? Anything that is a weakness in our lives and your life and in my life, if we don't deal with it, and to be honest, weaknesses are our secrets, isn't it? They are our skeletons in the cupboard, and everybody has his own. When you confront it with all seriousness, you save yourself your future. Because as for the future, nobody knows where we are going to be. Can you imagine when cameras of CNN is on you? That is the time you are going to mess up. I read the interview of the, of the doctor that sodomized the boy. You remember? And when he was granting that interview to that secret investigative journalist, when he was granting the interview to the uh, investigative journalist, he said, when he looks at what he's going to do, like the land he has acquired, the hospital is coming to build, and that the kind of things he went through, which it became an addiction that he wanted to come out from, so that he's even on radio and he's educating people to help them, and he finds himself today trapped by this thing that is going to destroy his career, he finds it like he has wasted everything he did in life, and sometimes that is what sin can do. Today, the guy is behind bars. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to me here, 
It's not only about sex relationship, but there are certain characters and there are certain cycle of friends that you are involved in. And you don't see it as a problem today. Please, if you don't kill that thing, that is the very same thing that will disgrace you tomorrow. So watch it. Because nobody knows his greatness. And you don't know when God is going to exalt you. As long as we pray and we seek the face of God, we'll be lifted up. There is no two ways about that. So anything that you find as a problem, deal with it. Satan always will plan to destroy us. John chapter 10 verse 10. John 10 10. He said, a thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to do what? Who is the thief here? Who is the thief? The devil. Some of you ladies, you want to marry but you have a quick temper. You don't deal with the kick tenter. You can't submit to anything. And yet you want to go into marriage. And you don't see that it is a problem. For you to deal with. Because if you don't deal with it. You do show. In the office or among people. You can do it and say leave me. It is my life. But hear me. If you even you don't want to marry. You will not get far. I'm telling you. Young guy you are not ready to submit to anything. And yet, you want to excel in life. You can't get there. You see, when you have answers for everything, and you don't know you have a problem, you will, you will fall flat. And you will not even have anybody to even come and sympathize with you. He said, a thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you may have life, and that you may have it what, more abundantly. Are you being blessed? Now, let's look at four reasons why God created sex. That we've twisted it into other things. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis 1 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the best of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God created sex for what? Reproduction of fruitfulness. Say fruitfulness. Say fruitfulness. And that is why anytime there is sexual intercourse in a conducive environment, there is a production of what? A child. Pregnancy. Say pregnancy. Amen. So it is there. Because the desire of God is that God created Adam and Eve and God used sex as a means to continue creating human beings. And not only that, even when you go into among animals, animals have sex to give birth to their kind. So that is the way by which God instituted sex. So sex itself is not a sin, but the practice of sex is what can make it a sin or not a sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can I go on? Genesis 9.1 Genesis 9.1 So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. They cannot be fruitful and multiply without sex. How can you be fruitful and multiply without? So that is why there is a problem with the gay movement. Because the truth is that if you cannot be fruitful because sex was meant for reproduction and fruitfulness. And if a man should sleep with a man and a woman should sleep with a woman, how can fruitfulness come? Children can never come out of that. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Anytime you engage in that, you shut the door for conception and delivery. That is why they talk of adoption. Are you following me? Because it doesn't... But when a man and a woman sleeps, you bet it. Out of whatever it is, there will be what? Pregnancy. And children. That is how you and I, today we are all here. Isn't it? So that was the reason for sex. Two. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And they shall become what? One flesh. Say one flesh. The next thing God instituted sex is for bonding. Say bonding. That is why when the man did not marry you and sleeps with you and disappoints you, you have what you call broken heart. Which you can say in pigeon. But in true English, he said that a man has jilted me. So you go through what? Pain. Now, when it happens that way, the reason why you go through that pain is because anytime you have that sex, you are connected soul, spirit, and body. So the part of the man is in you and your part is in the man. Now, I wish I have paper here with staples. When you go home, go and take it. Take a stapler and staple two papers together. After you have stapled them together, don't remove the stapler, but make sure that you are tearing the, removing the paper from each other. You realize that definitely there will be some part of the paper stick to another, another one. That is the issue of when you have sex, when it is not in the context of marriage, whenever there is a separation, there will be pain that follows it. That is why it takes, they say love kills, but what kills love or people can kill out of love is sex. Because that is the power of sex. Sex binds you together. So, God meant that sex should bind us together. Sex should make us one. Anytime you have a sex with someone, it's a connection. You need to have a discipline. Don't tell me, pastor, it's a mistake. First time is a mistake. Second time is a mistake. So, when are you going to learn from your mistake? Tell somebody, sex is attachment. When you don't have sex with a person, when a person leaves you, you don't feel it. But when the person has to use, ah! And like most of us, they use us. And when they finish, no parking. Then they pass you by. Before you know, and the most painful thing, they'll go and take your friend also and be using your friend. Can I preach to you? So when we tell you, wait and marry before you have sex, it's not because somebody wants, why is it? Is it, is it my body? You can choose to, but I'll tell you the truth. Because when you see before me and you are crying, I'll give you tissue. When you finish crying, I'll tell you the truth still. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.
my Lord with you I know 